Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Pardon the eruption, but I'm Pablo Torre, and it is so good to be back on the show with you, Tony. It's that kid again. How are you? Haven't seen you in a while. You all right? Everything good? Yeah, I just I just wander around your neighborhood, knocking on the door, hoping you'll answer. And today you did. So good to yeah. see you. Yeah. Yeah. Good luck to you. I guess we'll do the whole show together unless I have you leave a kid. About 15 minutes the in. kid yeah. has a kid. I'm still the kid. Okay. Got yeah. it. Yeah. Well, okay, good. Hi, everybody. Welcome to PTI, boys and girls. Wilbon's playing hooky. I am lucky to be joined by our great friend, the host of the Pablo Torre Finds Out podcast, Mr. Pablo Torre. <laughs> Cheers must make you feel good, I would hope. We Thank begin you. today with tonight's Thursday night game, Seattle at Dallas. The Cowboys are 8-3. and three. They have the best point differential in the league, but they have not beaten a team with a winning record all year. Seattle has a winning record 6-5, and five, but they've lost two in a row and three of four. So, Pablo, do you see tonight as a true test for the Cowboys? No, I see it as a practice test at best. The thing you take before the SAT, before the real thing that determines where you go to school. Because I, I am sure on your yellow legal pad, Tony, you have ahead of you what the Cowboys have ahead of them. Yes, we'll get to that, I presume. I do. But, but this I team do. right now, the Seahawks, Tony, um, it's this sort of a season that establishes that having a winning record does not mean you're good at football. They have a negative point differential. They've lost three out of the last four games by 50. And so to me, the Seahawks are not a real challenge. They're just a speed bump onto the actual teams that the Cowboys got to beat to prove that they're actually, you know, one of the good ones. Yeah, I, I mean, I agree with, with all of that. And I need to ask a practical question. If Dallas beats Seattle tonight and Seattle falls to 6-6, six and six, they are technically not a team with a winning record. So going forward, you could say Dallas still hasn't beaten that team. They've, the two that they've lost most recently to the Rams, a mediocre team, and to the 49ers, a good team, where they got pounded yes. 31-13. And this is also Dallas's problem. Dallas has beaten up on teams with a combined record of 28-63, and 63, which stinks. And when they play good teams... They lose. They lost to the Eagles. They lost to the 49ers 42 to 10, which is worse than Seattle lost to them. So when we get to the question, is this a true test? I agree with you. No, it isn't a true test. Here are the true tests coming up on the schedule. Philadelphia for a second time. Buffalo, which is slightly better than its record. The Dolphins and the Lions. So until that That's happens, rough, man. no, I mean, to me, Pablo, this <laughs> is a team, rough. this is a game that Dallas should win handily. They should win this easily. And then people are going to say, if they do, whoa, they're a Super Bowl team, but they're not. But I will say that this season, unlike any other, feels like a, a league full of an overwhelming mediocrity, right? And so I don't even really yes. blame the Cowboys because I was looking at the standings, and I was counting, okay, who has winning records in the NFC in the first place, and there are four teams outside of the Cowboys that have them. That's it. 
This this year right. feels like it's the Eagles who I know are good, and then maybe the Chiefs, and then giant question 49ers. marks everywhere else. Everywhere else. No, and and Seattle right now isn't playing well. They're giving up almost 23 points a game. Their quarterback is hurt, and they don't Correct. score. So, no, it's not a true test. No. No. And the Eagles, by the way, lost to the Jets, which brings us to... Aaron Rodgers, who is back practicing with said Jets on a limited basis. And Charles Robinson of Yahoo has a theory about that. He speculates that Rodgers may be returning because he is worried about the job security of GM Joe Douglas, head coach Robert Sala, and presumably offensive coordinator Nathaniel Hackett. The Jets are five are four and seven, excuse me, with six to play, Tony. So is there a big chance, a little chance, or no chance that this team changes leadership after the season? I think on the record out there, you can fire Robert Sala easily. He's in his third year. He's 15 and 30. He's a defensive guy. And the defense on the team is 15th in yards allowed and 18th in scoring defense. That's nothing. The offense is terrible. It's 30th in the league, 14.8 points a game. So when you stack that up, if you want to fire this guy, you can fire this guy. Now, on the other hand, the savior... Aaron Rodgers mm -hmm. played exactly four snaps. And if anybody thought Zach Wilson was any good, they wouldn't have gone after Aaron Rodgers. Now the quarterback on this side of the stadium is Tim Boyle, and on the other side of that stadium is Tommy DeVito, people we never heard of at the beginning of the year. So if you are the owner, and if you signed Robert Sala to be the coach, and you brought in Aaron Rodgers, you could, with a certain air of niceness, of compassion. You can mm. say, let's keep them around for at least another year so they get to work together. And Aaron Rodgers today said he wants to work with the GM and the head coach and the offensive coordinator. And that's why I believe it's a little chance. There's a chance, but a little chance that they make changes because I agree. You think about this as Woody Johnson, the owner of the team. These are his decisions, those hires that he already made. So is he going to wave the white flag before he absolutely has to? I believe that a cell phone in that way is unnecessary at this point because Aaron Rodgers is also out there saying, by the way, I'm practicing in case we are still in the playoff hunt. And I will say right. as a side note to this, Tony, like the theory that was discussed in the lead of this question, why is Aaron Rodgers doing this? Is it to protect those guys? I also think it's probably reasonable to point out that the guy likes the attention of practicing, of being back, of having this miraculous recovery. Maybe it's as simple as that. But if there is any part of this public idea of Aaron Rodgers being the most powerful person in this organization, I'm guessing that we're going to get this whole cast back together with Aaron Rodgers actually on the field next season. So, so the Charles Robinson point is a really good one that Aaron Rodgers would go back and play to protect the coaching staff because he doesn't want to play for a different coaching staff next year. The reason I love the story is because, as you're suggesting, it shows the power of Aaron Rodgers. Even when he's not yes. playing, he's like the Wizard of Oz behind the curtain. I, <laughs> I have to say I admire that. We turn now, Pablo, to your previous employer, Sports Illustrated. And no, we're not going to talk about their use of artificial intelligence to generate stories. We're going to talk mm. about their choice for Sportsman of the Year, Deion Sanders. Considering his team has lost six in a row and eight of nine since their magical start in September, does this choice make sense to you? It does insofar as I worked at Sports Illustrated, and I, I have a feeling that they made this decision 
a month or two ago, back when Colorado was not 4-8 and eight and ending the season on a tremendous losing streak. I believe that they saw that Deion Sanders was a revolutionary figure of sorts. They put their chips in the center of the table on him. So the practicality of magazines, this is how it happens. But man, this looks bad. It's been a bad week, Tony. I like how you put SI on me exclusively as if you did not have bylines there yourself once upon a time. <laughs> it's a bad look, but we share that look residually. You and me both got to share that look. Yes. And, and uh, yes, I understand that. I'll, I'll get to the Deion Sanders thing immediately. Um, I think you have to look at the landscape of sports in 2023. Nothing really exciting happened, unless you consider the dissolution of the Pac-12 and conference realignments to be something we're talking about, or the failure of the Women's World Cup team or, or something yep. like that. But if, if, and I don't, I don't think it rises to that level. You had Denver winning the NBA. You had Texas winning the World Series. You had Kansas City again winning the Super Bowl. So that's, there are no blockbusters there no. to me. I mean, I mean, if, for example, if Shohei Atani hadn't gotten hurt, maybe he'd be the sportsman of the year. If Aaron Rodgers hadn't gotten hurt, maybe he'd be the sportsman of the year. Bruce Boshi, is he going to sell a lot of magazines? UConn? Seriously? <laughs> you know, uh, Novak Djokovic, get out of here with that. Maybe the transfer portal. But I can defend Dion on this level, and you use the right word. For a time there, he appeared to be revolutionary. For a time there, he appeared to be the smartest guy in the world. And on this particular show... When they started out by beating TCU in Nebraska, we talked about Dion every single day. Every single yes. day for at least a month and a half. And Dion helped us because he's a great self-promoter. He is. He's well, great. Tony, the only name I can consider in terms of a pop cultural crossover figure in sports this year is Travis Kelsey. Right? Won the Super Bowl, is now dating Taylor Swift. But the reason you pick Travis Kelsey are the reasons you pick Dion Sanders. It's the stuff off the field. It's the guy who gamed the attention economy. That's right. So in that way, I'm not so, I'm not so scandalized by Dion as their choice, to be honest. I'm going to go further. I'm going to go further. That when Dion was at, at the height, I mean, I know it's turned bad lately and there's stories that he can't get any recruits. And I'm sure coaches are happy if Transfer that's true. Portal, yeah. But Dion Sanders had more impact than anyone all year. Dion Sanders gave more hope to more people than anyone all year. And he also got television ratings that were tremendous. And I'm glad you mentioned Travis Kelsey, because there's one person better than Dion, and it's not him. And Sports Illustrated is not going to make Taylor Swift the Sportsman of the wow, Year. That would have moved magazines. Would be it. Let's take a magazines. break. Yeah. Coming up, if Alabama beats Georgia, could both teams be out of the playoffs? We're going to ask Booger McFarland. We'll also ask him why Oregon is such an enormous favorite over Washington when the Huskies won their meeting earlier this season. I was sure I could drop Taylor Swift and everybody would go, whoa, that's funny. But you took it away from me with Travis Kelsey, so good for you. Well played, Pablo. Well played. Pardon the interruption is presented by Bullet Frontier Whiskey. Please drink responsibly. Part of happy hour. The NFL schedule drops this week, and you can be there to catch all the action, live and in person, with Vivid Seats. Experience every touchdown, every tackle, and every eye-popping play of your favorite team. And to kick it off, Vivid Seats, the official ticketing partner of ESPN, is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code PTI. That's code PTI. Download the app or visit vividseats.com today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. 
Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. You are watching Pardon the Interruption, presented by Bullet, part of Happy Hour. Let's dig into a huge weekend of college football championship games with our great friend, ESPN NFL and college football analyst Booger McFarland wearing a Philadelphia cricket shirt. We're all college today, <laughs> Booger. Let's start with the SEC championship game. You're a... LSU alum, you're a son of the SEC. You believe that if Alabama beats Georgia, they both could be out of the playoff? Could you explain why and how? Yeah, Tony. I, I think if you look at the scenario with the other favorites in the other games, and that being Michigan, Florida State, and Oregon, if Michigan, Florida State, Oregon win, those three are the favorites. Alabama beats Georgia in the SEC title game. And let's look at the last one, the Big 12 championship game. Let's say that Texas wins. And so now those other three are in. And now Alabama has a Texas problem, Tony. Let's not forget. I know it was a long time ago, only back a few months ago in September. But Texas went to Tuscaloosa, and they beat Alabama by double digits. And at some point, the results on the field have to matter. And so even if Alabama beats Georgia, I don't care how classic of a game it is, Alabama still has a Texas problem. And in my mind, Alabama can't get in unless Texas gets in. Mm, Booger, you kind of snuck in a fact that I want to follow up on in there, which is that Oregon's favored against Washington. And not just that, number five, Oregon is favored by nine and a half over number three, Washington, which beat Oregon earlier this season as well. And so do you give Oregon the advantage in this game that clearly? Yeah, I think Oregon is the better team, Pablo, but they got to go out and improve it. And I understand Washington won the last game. But let's understand how they how they won the game. It was two or three fourth downs that Oregon's head coach Dan Lanning went for and didn't get. If he kicks those field goals, maybe we have a different ball game. Number two, let's look at the seven common opponents between Oregon and Washington. Washington's average margin of victory in those seven opponents is nine points. Oregon's average mm. margin of victory in those seven opponents. 27 points. So no matter what <laughs> metric you look at, Oregon seems to be the better team. Now, can Dan Lanning go out and coach a better game than he did last time? Because last time he got out coached by Kalen DeBoer. This time, if he turns it around, I think that's what I expect and that's what Vegas expects. So currently, everybody seems to be expecting Michigan to just blow out Iowa. Do you give Iowa a chance against number two Michigan or are you like everybody else? There's a better chance of me and Tony growing hair in the next three years than I will be in Michigan. <laughs> I'll put it that way. And I'm just going to keep it real. Like, come on, guys. Yeah. Have we seen Iowa play this year? They're on, like, their third quarterback. They've hit the under in just about every game if, you, if you're a gambling guy. They just mm. play an uninspiring brand of football. Now, with all that being said, I respect the hell out of Kirk Ferentz, the head coach. 
because the name of the game is, is, is W's and L's, and they're 10 and 2. They got a great defense. They scored just enough points. But at the end of the day, I, they're a 23-point underdog for a reason. And, and I expect them, even though they might keep it closer than that, I don't think there's any way in hell they're going to beat Michigan. <laughs> I've been silent for a while because I'm still trying to fathom how this committee, even if Georgia loses, could keep them out and give them no chance to defend two straight national championships. But I'll be quiet about that, and I'll move on, and I'll get you out of here. Who is more likely to get upset, Florida State by Louisville, which lost last week, or Texas by Oklahoma State? Well, considering how I don't trust the coach at Oklahoma State, Coach Gundy, I'm going to lean toward the other game. Uh, let's understand this. Tate Rodemaker, the quarterback for Florida State, although he is a, a, a very comparable quarterback, he's still a backup quarterback. And Louisville has one of the better pass defenses in America. Maybe they can neutralize those two outside weapons in Keon Coleman and Johnny Wilson that Florida State has. I could see their quarterback, Jack Plummer, getting hot. And if you get this game into the fourth quarter on a neutral site, anything could happen. So if I had to pick between the two, I'm going to I'm going to choose Louisville and Jack Plummer upsetting Florida State, even though I don't think that's going to happen. I think Florida State wins. I think Florida State gets in and everybody's going to be upset because they're not going to give them an opportunity because they're going to have a backup quarterback. It's a pleasure. It's always a pleasure to have you. Thank you, Booger. Thank you, Booger. I appreciate it. I'm, I'm going to work on growing this hair, Tony. <laughs> yeah, well, I've given up. You grow without yeah. me. I've given up. Let's take one last break. Still to come, Tiger Woods returns to the course for his first round since April. And will the Detroit Pistons end their 15-game losing streak? I know Booger's probably right about the SEC teams, but they've been so dominant for so many years in this playoff, and to shut them out, I, it's just... I want, Tony, I'll see it when I be, I'll believe it when I see it. The sound you heard was so many people tearing their own hair out at Booger in the South. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really doesn't want to start their day with a fresh hot waffle tonight la quinta tomorrow you shine book direct at lq.com hi it's mike greenberg letting you know espn bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring the official sports book of espn has exclusive offers and markets from scott van pelt Stephen a smith and me plus many more from the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Pardon the interruption is presented by Bullet Frontier Whiskey. Please drink responsibly. Part of happy hour. Happy time, people. Happy 30th birthday yesterday, Stephon Diggs. The three-time Pro Bowl wide receiver has been even better since being traded to Buffalo in 2020 than he was in Minnesota before things soured there. Diggs has led the Bills in catches, receiving yards, and receiving touchdowns each year he has been there. Diggs averages over 100 catches, over 1,000 receiving yards a year, and he has 37 touchdown catches in Buffalo. So far this year, Diggs is on his usual pace. He has 83 catches, 969 yards, and eight touchdowns. 
The controversy is over whether Diggs is happy there. His brother Trayvon tweeted out that Stefan has to get out of Buffalo. Stefan has said he is not responsible for how his brother feels or what he says. But as they say in TV dramas, stay tuned. I just like the idea of Stefan Diggs as Goldilocks. Didn't like Kirk Cousins, arm too weak. Now he has Josh Allen, arm too strong, I guess. Who do you want? I'd stick with the Josh Allen kid, you know, with the one with like the with the missile launcher on his on his shoulder. I think that probably the quarterback I would want if I was a wide receiver, personally. Happy anniversary, JJ Watt. On this day nine years ago, while playing for the Houston Texans, the three-time defensive player of the year recovered his own strip sack of Jake Locker. Then two plays later, Watt went back on the field and caught a touchdown pass from Ryan Fitzpatrick. In recent weeks, Watt has been flirting with the notion of returning to the NFL and has dropped public hints that he wouldn't mind a reunion in Houston. Watt's brother TJ has been Defensive Player of the Year with the Steelers, and brother Derek has played for the Chargers and the Steelers. Aren't they all in a taco commercial, Pablo? <laughs> I think they are. I also believe that J.J. Watt broke news about tight end Zach Ertz and the Cardinals today, none of which indicates that that guy at age 34 is suitable to be back in the NFL playing defensive line. Yeah. Happy trails to Duke for quarterback Riley Leonard. Just days after head coach Mike Elko left Duke for Texas A&M, star quarterback Riley Leonard has entered the transfer portal. Early reports indicate Leonard is headed for Notre Dame, which coincidentally opens next season against, wait for it, Texas A&M. Leonard would succeed Sam Hartman, who went from Wake Forest to Notre Dame via the transfer portal this year. A couple of obvious questions come up, Pablo. One, why wouldn't Leonard follow Elko to Texas A&M the way Caleb Williams followed Lincoln Riley from Oklahoma to USC. And two, how much NIL money are we talking about? Well, Nebraska <laughs> coach Matt Rule said a good quarterback in the portal costs $1 million to $2 million right now. And he pointed out that some other teams are paying 6 to $7 million for a player on their team right now. And every quarterback, look at the top three Heisman odds, Tony. All of those guys are transfers. This is just the way of the world right now in college football. That's why I was saying before in the Dion thing that maybe you would think somehow the transfer portal was a sportsman of the year. You could write a story about it because it has changed college sports completely. I think more radically than NIL money. I, I, I do. I mean, you look at schools, they look around at what they've got and they say, let's just dig into the portal. And every good player knows he can get a better deal somewhere else, right? Yep. That's what I think. All right, let's go to the big finish. Tiger Woods. Shot a three over 75 in the first round of the Hero World Challenge. Are you disappointed in that? He is third from the bottom, Tony. Not disappointed, I'm encouraged. James Madison's Kurt Signani, by the way, will be the next head football coach at Indiana. Your thoughts? My thoughts are he didn't want to wait for James Madison to get into a big bowl. And I wonder if the Virginia legislature is going to come after him. Ronnie James has been cleared by doctors to return to USC basketball. Your reaction? I cannot wait to watch him play. It's a medical story and also now finally a sports story. The hype around him has obviously been incredible. But women's college hoops are tonight. Angel Reese in number seven, LSU, host number nine, Virginia Tech. And number one, South Carolina is at number 24, North Carolina. So which is more compelling? By only about a factor of 10,000, Angel Reese. She's the biggest story in basketball, right? Nobody knows what has actually happened there. Not yet. Nope. Last one, nope. Pistons at Knicks tonight. Will Detroit lose its 16th straight? 
They're gonna go 0 for November, the Pistons are, Tony, which is incredible, an incredible accomplishment. We're out of time, we'll try and do better the next time. I'm Tony Kornheiser. And I'm Pablo Torre, host of Pablo Torre Finds Out. It's a podcast, it's on YouTube. But for now, here's Sports Center. Wait, you have a much better one than we got. We got this one we made by hand. You had that professionally done. <laughs> this just says Pablo. PTI.